Welcome to Worship with Bethel Maidstone United Church. My name is Catherine Elsden. I am the Congregational Minister, and this podcast is an outreach ministry allowing you to connect to the worship life of our church. We are in the midst of an Advent series based on Matt Rawls' book, The Redemption of Scrooge. We're journeying to Christmas with Ebenezer Scrooge, Bob Cratchit, and the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future. Along the way, we are rediscovering the meaning of Christ's birth in Bethlehem and the peace, hope, love, and joy he brings. This episode explores the spirit of Christmas yet to come and Scrooge's dramatic change of heart as he is able to face his future with joy. Let us begin in prayer. God of mystery, we gather in worship, wondering what new insight will set upon us this day. Open our awareness that we might discover the nuances that point us to the Bethlehem stable. Open our hearts that we might be receptive to your good news of great joy. We pray in the name of the much-longed-for Christ. Amen. A week ago Friday, I was in the office of the church, finding it hard to focus on work. I was refreshing news websites every few minutes, hoping to get an update. There was the expectation that it would be announced any minute. Our region was going into lockdown, and I just found it hard to focus on preparing for church services, not knowing what shape Advent and Christmas would take. Uncertainty is stressful, and anxieties about the future feel like they are at an all-time high the pandemic, the economy, climate change, and more, there is a lot to be worried about. The future, precisely because it is unknown, often produces in us feelings of anxiety. Scrooge experiences this at a whole new level when he is visited by the ghost of Christmas yet to come, a spirit that gives Scrooge a frightening glimpse of his possible future. Unlike the first two spirits, this ghost is silent and somewhat menacing, a grim reaper figure who takes Scrooge on a grim tour of his own death, including scenes of strangers haggling over Scrooge's bedsheets and other possessions, showing no care or empathy for the deceased. The ghost takes Scrooge to visit the Cratchits, where Tiny Tim's stool is empty and the family tries to celebrate his short life. The ghost ends his visit by taking Scrooge to a churchyard in which Scrooge comes face to face with his own gravestone. It's a disturbing wake-up call for Scrooge. He sees the disregard people have for him in death, but he also sees how, in life, he failed to protect the most vulnerable 
and deserving within his circle of influence, including people like Tiny Tim and the Cratchit family. This eerie and unnerving encounter with the ghost of Christmas yet to come completes Scrooge's transformation. He desperately promises to change. In his final exchange with the spirit, standing before his own gravestone, Scrooge falls to his knees and says, Good spirit, your nature intercedes for me and pities me. Assure me that I yet may change these shadows you have shown me by an altered life. I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will live in the past, present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Oh, tell me I may sponge away the writing on this stone. Scrooge says he will live in the past, present, and future. He will take to heart the lessons that the spirits have taught him from each, to learn from the joys and mistakes of the past, knowing that God redeems our past, to appreciate the blessings of the present, and ensure we prioritize love and compassion and care for our fellow travelers along the journey of life. And finally, to understand that our decisions in the present have consequences in the future for ourselves and for others. With Scrooge's dramatic confession and repentance, the ghost of Christmas yet to come vanishes, and Scrooge awakens in his own bedchamber, as if from a bad dream. But the dream has changed him forever. Listen to this joy as Scrooge goes about his bedchamber and sitting room, realizing he has been given a second chance, and then when he takes Christmas cheer to a whole new level, calling out of his window to a passerby. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. Oh, Jacob Marley, heaven and the Christmas time be praised for this. I say it on my knees, old Jacob, on my knees. They're here. I am here. The shadows of the things that would have been may be dispelled. They will be. I know they will. I don't know what to do. I'm as light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel, as merry as a schoolboy. I'm as giddy as a drunken man. There's the saucepan that the gruel was in. There's a door by which the ghost of Jacob Marley entered. There's a corner where the ghost of Christmas present sat. There, the window where I saw the wandering spirits. It's all right. It's all true. It all happened. <laughs> I don't know what day of the month it is. I don't know how long I was among the spirits. I don't know anything. I'm quite a baby. Never mind. I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Hello. Whoop. Hello there. What's today? Christmas morning, you say. I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. Well, they can do anything they like. Of course they can. Hello, my fine fellow. Do you know the poulterers in the next street but one at the corner? Intelligent boy, yes. Do you know whether they've sold the prize turkey that was hanging up there? Not the little one, the big one. Yes, the one as big as you. Go and buy it. I am in earnest. Go and buy it and tell them to bring it here, that I may give them directions where to take it. Come back with the man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you half a crown. I'll send it to Bob Cratchit's. He shan't know who sends it. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Never was made such a joke as sending it to Bob's will be. 
Oh, a Merry Christmas to everybody. A Happy New Year to all the world. Scrooge's dread and fear of the future have turned to great joy. He gets to work right away, using his time in the present to bestow blessings on others, like gifting the oversized Christmas turkey to the Cratchits. Scrooge now sees the potential and hope in his own future. Stories of dread and fear turning to great joy are at the heart of Luke's gospel. An angel appears to a young maiden, announcing she is favored, and in response, she is perplexed and afraid. The angel reassures her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God, and now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. Mary answers God's call and accepts his will for her life. Pregnant, she later travels to visit her relative Elizabeth, who is also expecting, and as they greet each other, the joy is palpable. Elizabeth's baby leaps for joy in her womb upon hearing Mary's voice, and Mary sings with joy, praising God for what God is doing through her. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. God's good news similarly moves lowly shepherds from fear to great joy. Shepherds living in the fields watching their flock by night are visited by an angel of the Lord, a messenger. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. The shepherds go in haste to find Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And scripture says they return to their fields with joy glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard. At the conclusion of the Gospel of Luke, after Jesus has been crucified, the women who followed him went to his tomb to prepare his body for burial, only to find the tomb empty. They're grieving and perplexed and terrified as two heavenly messengers appear before them to announce the resurrection. Later that same day, Jesus appears to disciples on the road to Emmaus, and then in Jerusalem, where his followers had gathered together. Their initial terror turns to joy as the risen Christ speaks to them. Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Scripture says that they experience disbelief as well as wonder and joy upon seeing their Savior. Fear in the face of the empty tomb turns to joy in the presence of Christ. It is the pure joy of an unearned gift, graciously given. Throughout the season of Advent, we light candles on a wreath, symbolizing the gifts the Christ child brings, gifts of peace, hope, love, and on this final Sunday of Advent, joy. The joy of steadfast assurance that God is with us. God is with us yesterday, today, and always. Ours is a God of the past, present, and future. God came in the past in the person of Christ, born in a stable in Bethlehem. His spirit dwells with us still in the present. And his promise for the future is that he will return again in glory. As the book of Revelation puts it in the opening lines, 
Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. There's part of our communion prayer that uses this line from scripture. It's called the affirmation of memory and hope. We pray, we remember Jesus Christ, who is, who was, and who is to come. In Advent, we're not awaiting Christ's birth. Jesus has already been born. We remember his birth in the past with celebration. We rejoice that his spirit resides with us in the present. And we pray in anticipation that he will complete in future the redeeming work he has already begun. Our faith is grounded in the God of the past, present, and future. A God who is with us now, was with us yesterday, and will be with us tomorrow. And so we can face the uncertainty of our future with hope and even joy, because, as Matt Rawl writes, God loves us in the present, has forgiven us our pasts, and has given us purpose for the future, beginning today as servants to God and for each other. Through faith in Christ, our present, our past, and our future are held together in grace. Do not be afraid, the angel announces, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. And you know where to find him, in acts of generosity and compassion for those in need, in the living word of scripture, in the witness and worship of the saints, in a lowly manger in Bethlehem, on the cross of Calvary. Look for him this Christmas, and trust that any fears you may have now will be turned to joy in the light of his presence. Amen. Thank you for worshiping with us. A special thank you to our Scrooge, Cliff Campo, and our music director, Bethany Russell. If you would like updates on the life and work of our congregation, please subscribe to this podcast, follow us on Facebook, and subscribe to our e-newsletter. Our Christmas Eve and December 27th services will be presented by video, posted to our YouTube channel in advance. As we head into these final days before Christmas, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. <laughs>